When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my boy, Lon. How's it going, Nadia? Ah. <sighs> uh, Lon, it's getting hot in California. Oh my god. That is. Stay cool, stay, folks. Yeah. Stay cool. If you're in the Bay Area or anywhere, I think even in Oregon, from what I hear, it's getting really hot. Like 111 degree hot. Oh yeah. Pacific oh Northwest god. for some reason is super, super hot right now. I have friends in Seattle who are watching the temperature like count down. Like, because they're just, they're waiting for it, like, <laughs> yeah. to come down right now. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about 90 Day Fiancé. And speaking of hot, <laughs> or rather 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After. Happily Ever After? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and speaking of hot men, how about that Julia's dance routine? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> was that hot? <laughs> I knew something was up. Once the heels came on, right? I was like, hey, wait, I thought this was supposed to be like a workout. You could get seriously injured, you know, right. and it was like, oh, with like dumbbells, there was not a dumbbell in sight. <laughs> I <was> like, wait, <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, how are they going to be like doing dumbbell exercises in heels? <laughs> yeah, that was funny, though. I thought that was funny. Do you think that? they didn't read the job description like was this more of like a blind audition type of thing where you know like the job description says looking for dancers and she's like oh yeah i dance i've worked in a gym club in russia before i dance maybe i'm i'm a perfect fit but then it turns out they needed someone who will teach a dance class but with weights right it's supposed to be like a fitness, somewhat like aerobics or those right. other dance slash fitness craze things that come every so often. I think this was a staged scene, a good one, mind you. I thought it was really good because they figured, oh, she's a dancer. She needs a job. This kind of makes sense. But, you know, I don't think they're that dumb to or excuse me, that Julia and Brandon are that dumb to go into a, a situation blind, right? I thought it was fun. And uh, I also think she brought up a really good point. So again, with the different cultures that we have and us being Americans, you need a certification for everything. She's like, I got experience. I'm a professional dancer. This is what I do. And he's like, oh, but you got to go online and to get your certification. And uh, we got to do this the right way. And I'm like, yep. That's one of those things. Very bureaucratic. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's other recognized certifications, regardless of what country you're in. But 
yeah, here in, in America, every industry has certifications and certifications are the official way to go about getting your foot in the door to prove that you know your stuff. Yeah, although she has tons of experience, I'm sure. So unpopular opinion here. I think the only certification she needs is, what do you call it? Like a ELS, like an English, English. Oh, language. Okay. Because, I mean, I'm just putting myself in that situation where, imagine if I sign up for a gym class, right? And I, I want to attend one of those dance classes. And here comes Julia. You know, yeah, she has a very positive attitude, you know, high energy and everything. But like, you don't understand her because her command of English is poor. Now, I'm not criticizing her English per se. I'm just saying like her business English needs to be better. If she wants a job where she interacts with people in general, I think she definitely needs to improve on her English. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why Brandon and his family don't, take steps to either correct her or teach her how to better her English. Because this is the second time we've seen her on TV, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, prior to that, she was on, what, 90 Day Fiancé. You would think that there's some gradual improvement, but with her, I don't. And maybe I'm not noticing it well, but listeners, if, if you think that we're wrong or if I'm wrong, I mean, feel free to drop us an email or comment. But... I just don't see any improvement in her English, you know, in her pronouns, in her, the way she just structure her sentences. And I would think that as her husband, if he really wants her support and her help financially, that he would kind of invest in making her English better because Brendan is like her biggest critique when it comes to English. Remember he said, yeah, you might want to brush up on your English. Like, I don't right. think you they'll hire you as a wedding planner if you can't speak good English. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he brought that up before. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking like, if I were Brendan, I would help my significant other improve their language skills before sending them out to find a job. Right. Um, Especially for something like this. So I think dance instructor it would be perfect for Julia. It's something she has ex- experience in. It's something she's passionate about. I'm all about monetizing our passions, right? Loving what you do and not working, quote unquote, a day in your life. So Mm -hmm. I think this is a great fit. But it came down to when he said, how would you instruct me? Tell me, Mm -hmm. right? And then, yeah, yeah. and then she was like, okay, have your hand go up and then do it like this. Touch your body. (laughs) Yeah, 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 touch your body. And it was cute. And I think it got the point across. But really, when you are instructing people, the language does have to be good enough. And I think she thinks it is good enough. And I could see where it might pass. But passable is different than actually being a really good instructor. For me to try to learn something from someone who is not as fluent, it could be difficult. And I think, too, she should also see what all encompasses teaching dance, right? Because right. I think when you teach dance, there's a count. You can't just freestyle, right? All, although people love freestyle dance, you can freestyle, but that's not teaching. When you teach, you got to know the counts. There's a system to it, right? There's the eight count, right? There's a four count, five, six, seven, eight, one, two. And, and that's the basic stuff. So when she didn't even do that, 
I was kind of just like, oh, so uh, yeah, I think, you know, obviously she's going to need more research into what, what all this is going to entail, yeah. especially when it comes to fitness, you know, moving around, because that could be a liability if somebody gets injured doing dumbbells, like raising them up high and, he's going, and getting on the floor. And he's like, oh, I don't think anyone's going to be going on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit that I was really embarrassed for her because when <laughs> when she started putting on the heels and then after hearing him describe like well we actually need someone to dance while carrying weights and stuff and I'm like oh no she's about to do something else guys oh she's totally. about she's about to go to Vegas with this like you know what I mean like this is so showgirl type of yeah. moves right even Brandon knew it Brandon was like I don't think her style of dancing and I forget how he phrased it but he was already insinuating that yeah. this, is not a, this is not a right fit. Because <laughs> he knows that stuff. she's a go-go girl. Right. So anyway, the other thing I want to bring up is why can't Brendan find out how much that apartment costs before heading down you know, yeah. for a showing, you know, you to view do, them? Right? right? Like, it was like, come on. So again, I'm not sure how staged this was, but I was like, you know what you're getting into, or you should. You should have at least known so that you didn't waste your time and right. you, that the shower's time. Yeah. Like, no, if that's out of your price range right from the jump. But it, it was a nice place for 1800 Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Really nice. It was, I like the industrial look of it. Mm-hmm. It's very modern as well. Julia fell in love with it. Julia oh, was already totally. making plans. Yeah. <laughs> Your game room. <laughs> He's she like, was so surprised how much space she's going to get if they were to get the apartment. So yeah, she totally like ate that up. Yeah. But I was massively disappointed after finding out how much it would cost them. Brandon was like, oh, maybe not. And I'm like, yeah. Brandon, you just waste this guy's time. You just wasted his time. And you brought yeah. her hopes up only to like yeah. let her down. That's cruel. Yeah, it was almost weird, right? Like you're going to a place you can't afford and you even dressed as if you could have afforded it. You know, like they went out of their way. They did. They went out of their way to dress up and to be what they oh, you think that was must have thought what must have thought was was chic. Like I don't know what the show was up to cuz I've never seen them dress like that with him looking okay. like the glasses and the turtleneck oh turtleneck yeah i'm like (laughs) what are you doing so it was almost like they were staging themselves almost Mm, i never saw it that way why are you doing this then is it just for the scene to make you seem bougie to make you seem like you can afford an 1800 a month apartment just to tell the guy no i mean so that he's not judging you as you're walking through the door like (laughs) yeah honestly though I think they could have. They could have on two incomes. And I think they probably on one too, but I don't know how much he makes. But I think Julia was like, look, if we're both salaried, she's optimistic. Right. And he's not. He's. I'm more referring to the fact that if he he works and they have the TLC money, Mm. that they could easily afford that. And then when she starts working, oh yeah, for sure. They can definitely... Definitely. And if it's close to his house, then maybe he won't have to pay a lot of like automotive costs, travel, right. you know, commuting yeah. costs. They they could make it work. Yeah. They could make it work. Yeah. Speaking of making it work, I think Yara made it work for her. Oh <laughs> and yeah. Myla by 
moving out on her own and finding a house in the suburbs? Like, what do you think about that? Yara is full of surprises. So I would think, because she's over here talking about Paris and Amsterdam, and then she goes out and grabs a place in the verbs. Obviously, she wants a place to raise a family now. Her mindset's different. Mm-hmm. But I still see her as kind of that bougie. kind of high-maintenance bougie, mm-hmm. right? Ordering her own family around, you know, like what? Getting grandma mom, to like, pack on She'll just behalf. like raise her glass up and expect it to be filled. or <laughs> You know, but then... She found a really nice neighborhood from the little shots they showed us, but out in the burbs. And I think she is just kind of growing up and Jovi may not be, but we'll see because Jovi is different now that he's a dad, but she thinks he's still going to try to cling on to city life, which I also understand. Like it's a jolting transition yeah. um, when you move to out to the burbs and it's a slower pace of life. <laughs> yeah. Just, Yeah, it takes a little bit to get used to. But when you're busy with your baby, yeah, I was going to say, I was just going to make fun of of her not packing everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I feel for her, too, because she just recovered from COVID. COVID. So I'm pretty sure she's also very fatigued and still maybe unsure about herself or maybe she's just super exhausted. And she's a foreigner. Like, she's probably not used to moving around in the US, everything is still foreign to her. So I kind of mm-hmm. gave her a pass, but I also was very appalled when I found out that, you know, they had to call the grandma to come and help. And I was like, yeah. Yara, come yeah. on. <laughs> you can do better than that. Anyway. Yeah. She didn't pack any there were boxes. I don't yeah. know who, who packed that stuff. But well Miss Gwen did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There were still clothes in the drawers. The clothes you could have at least, like it's not, they're already folded. Yeah. You, you just could take just them dump, out and yeah, put dump it in the trash them. bag. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like doing laundry where like I'm overwhelmed already opening up the dryer and just looking at it going, what a mess. Yeah. These are already folded clothes. You just need to take them out and put them in a box. Like, and they were still in the drawers. I think that's the part of her that you can tell that she still expects things to be done yeah. for her. She's very princessy queen or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the household. <laughs> I would say she's a rehabilitated, you know, daddy's girl, right? I think it was a very smart move to move to the burbs because A, it's probably cheaper out there than having a oh, yeah. what two-bedroom apartment in downtown New Orleans. And then B, it's a guarantee way to keep Jovi off strip clubs, right? That <laughs> so, too. Yeah, because now yeah. he cannot walk to one or he cannot yeah. get drunk at Bourbon Street or something, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I like that was when, a she said, um, when she said something like, she doesn't have to be afraid of people pissing in her shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been to a Mardi Gras, but just maybe don't leave your shoes out. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, she probably yeah. stepped on a lot of poop and There's pee. That's that why. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so you were right, Lon, or rather we guessed it right. Jovi had to stay past his return date that he was supposed to come back before Christmas. And now he has to stay past Christmas. I think that's the part where I really, really, really felt bad for her because yeah. nobody. What is up to... with his employer, dude? Like, 
I mean, cool. Could you imagine like going to get home and then your employer's like, no, and they can just flip the script on you like that. Like, by the way, you're not seeing your kid, your newborn child for Christmas. Yeah, We're taking that back and we'll send you back the day after. (laughs) It could be. I would be this close to quitting if I didn't just say you can go F yourself. Right. (laughs) Right. But he's also a new dad and he has, he doesn't have much of a choice in a way. I think it was a power play, right? You're right. right. They were like, he needs this job. He's a new dad, right? (laughs) It could also be like some stupid protocol where he has to quarantine himself before flying back or something Mm. like that. I don't know. But yeah, I feel bad for her. Hopefully, he changes his career and stop traveling. (laughs) No. Right. Anything else you want to say about Jovi and Yara? I want to see more of them. I always like seeing Yara and Jovi together. So it's going to be good to see them together again. And, um, see what ensues (laughs) right i thought maybe we can touch a little bit on angela and michael and the goofballs (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad for michael i think i'm happy that i think she did him a favor i don't think he had it in him to break it off or if he even wanted it broken off, but it was clear from the way he acts that he doesn't really enjoy her company, even from a distance. So, like, I mean, who enjoys your motives company? aside? Yeah, <laughs> they don't want to be berated on the phone every time. Exactly. They check in. You know, I don't blame him either for not wanting to call her, but I think she did him a favor, and I'm I'm happy for him. <laughs> what stood out to me was how she came to was it a lawyer or whatever, and she's Lou. like. He doesn't act like he does anymore. He says F you to me. And I'm like, wait, he, you mean he treats you like you treat him back and you don't, you don't like that? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder how that makes him feel then, you know, yeah. <laughs> when you t- treat him that way. So like she can dish it, but she can't take it. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Angela. So yeah, she's just a hot mess and I'm happy for him. I'm rooting for them not to get back together. Yeah. But if they don't, then, man, Angela might be on the single's life or something. I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. Do you think that Angela meeting Lou is finding excuses to get back with Michael and continue torturing him? Because it just seems like the more she talks to Lou, her attorney, the more she's kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe I do need to work things out with my husband. And I'm like, no. Let him go, Angela. You don't yeah, need to go. get back to Michael. Like I, and I'm pretty sure Michael's happier without yeah. you. You know. Yeah, I mean, she joked about being a hotter version of herself and like going to bars and having other men hit on her and stuff. And you know what, Angela, you do that. You yeah. stick to that idea. Go do that. All the more power to you. Leave Michael, Michael alone. alone. Please. <laughs> you leave that poor man alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah please don't get back with angela michael <laughs> have you seen angela on social media no why i saw a video of her dancing i don't know if it was her birthday or what she has lost a lot of weight like more weight than yeah she looks completely different i couldn't believe it so then i showed it to my brother and his girlfriend and coy and i was like that's angela now <laughs> I'll try to find the video. It's it's different. 
it's uh, shockingly different. I thought it looked weird. I think, you know, having seen Angela through these years, I guess it's been three years. I, I, that was kind of shocking too. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, three years, uh, you know, and then seeing the Angela now on social media, like it was quite a shock, hmm. but good for her. Yeah. Good for her. She deserves to have better health for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of better health, I guess Nedley needed a nose job or something like that. Yeah. What's up with that? Was that? Do you think that's real? Okay, here's the thing. Part of me was like, is this just cosmetic? But then they're saying, you know, that it was a health issue. Yeah. Just trying to navigate the narrative around it being health. <laughs> yeah. So this is what I learned from our other podcaster, Miriam, is that if you want a free nose job, you tell your doctor that you have a sinus infection and that you are unable to breathe and you'll get a free nose job that will be covered by insurance. That's Didn't the you, trick. You did mention that in earlier in one of our previous podcasts, right? <laughs> or something yeah, like. she mentioned that before. I'm not sure if it's on the podcast, but she did. And we were like, us, life hack. <laughs> yeah. Li- oh, yeah, totally. That was us. Okay. So, yeah, yeah totally. Life <laughs> yeah. hack there. We were like, life hack. <laughs> yeah. So... I don't know. I think Natalie is learning the trait of how we do things here in the US. And she's probably taking advantage of a free nose job that's probably covered by Mike's insurance. Because I'm I'm assuming that she's under Mike's insurance Mm -hmm. Um, or under TLC's insurance. I don't know if TLC insures their reality TV stars. But per the narrative Mm. of the show... She's not insured and it's going to have to come out of Mike's pocket. Right. That's where the, That's where the conflict is. Yeah. yeah. Or some of the conflict. Because according yeah. to Mike, it's not about the money. You just should have told me about it is what Mike says. And, and then he turns 12 and starts shrieking like a 12-year-old person. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, which I think is the most entertaining part of their arguments. Like, when, yeah. when you see him lose it, the guy who's all about communication doesn't know how to communicate. And he storms off. He starts shrieking like a 12-year-old. And I'm like, come on, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I can see that people are losing their patience with Mike. I think Mike is definitely not showing his best, not bringing his best self in Mm -hmm. this season of, you know, 90 Day Fiancé. And it's starting to show, to be honest, I think personally, I'm over them. And we've said this so many times. I'm just over them because there's no chemistry. They're trying to drag this out. They're finding all kinds of reason to poke hole in their own relationship. Mm -hmm. And we know that they're no longer together. Yeah. (laughs) This is all an act. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But at least now we know whose kitchen she has been using for all her YouTube videos. Oh, is it Juliana's? Yeah. So that's the (laughs) kitchen that she uses to cook her meals and film it on and post it on YouTube. So now we know. Yeah. So is Juliana the MVP this episode? (laughs) Uh, I guess so. I guess maybe when she separated from Mike, Juliana is like the the place that she crashed at, you know, before she transitioned to, I don't know, right now she's in Florida or something like that. And she's apparently lost a lot of weight. So Mm. yeah. Natalie has? Natalie has lost a lot of weight apparently. So I Mm. guess Natalie does have her own agenda 
for mm-hmm. coming here. She definitely wants to establish some sort of career and 90 Day Fiancé is a really good stepping stone for her. Yeah. Then a nose job and next Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> well, what am I talking about? She's already on TV. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> she's climbing the grading, right? Like she's now a maybe C grade. She's about to go to B grade maybe. B or... grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she was going to do like the next Sharknado movie. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, if she does, she's made it. You have arrived, right. my <laughs> dear. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe the next time we see her would be on the Emmy Daytime Award, right? Where she's like a regular on a soap opera or something. I don't know. But anyway, what do we want to say about Andre and Libby? Womp, <laughs> and, womp, and family business, quote unquote. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I, it's been a boring season for me with Libby and Andre. Yeah. I think. Totally. Aside from, you know, the, the riff little scene on the boat, right? Where they got drinks spilled on them and stuff. That was a pretty good scene. It had so much promise. And then now we're just arguing on RVs and, you know, fighting because he had to use the bathroom. And I, I get his point. Your entire family is here. Nobody could watch while I had to use the restroom. Um, So I kind of get that, but I also kind of get that that's your daughter and you're responsible. Maybe you should have let somebody know. Yeah. But does it make for interesting TV? I didn't care much for it. Did you run out of RV footage that like now we have to watch them fight over the baby almost falling down the stairs? Like I didn't really care much for it. Yeah. I mean, we saw more of Andre being the asshole that it is, but that's not new. And if he's going to be an asshole, I'd rather see him be an asshole to her brother rather than him being an asshole to his wife. To me, that's not cool to see. We already know that he is. <laughs> I, I mean, remember we talked about this last week, right? Where I mentioned that it gets more and more uncomfortable to watch how he treats, uh, he treats Libby. Libby. She's really his punching bag in a way. Mm. And... Yeah, you're right. Maybe there are so many people in that house. Maybe someone should have looked out for Eleanor and, you know, make sure that she doesn't go up the stairs. But, I mean, people are doing their own thing. Maybe people thought that Andre was supposed to be the one looking out for her and Andre had to go pee. And (laughs) the next thing you know, like, Eleanor just took off and thankfully her mom caught her before she rolled down the stairs. But again, like if only he was a little bit more nicer and more accountable. Yeah. Like had he just said, well, sorry, my bad. I'm sorry. That's it. Yeah. Right. That's it. But I guess because we're watching 90 Day Fiance, he cannot just. I wonder if, if like the film crew exit on because nobody came to Libby's defense and her dad. The dad should step up, right? Yeah. And say, he hey, was don't just talk to my daughter there. like that. Yeah, yeah. He was just kind of sitting there like looking at him fight. And I kind of get it. You don't want to get in the middle of, of their fights. Yeah. But I would have at least said, hey, there's a nice way to say that. You yeah. know, you're, you're going to treat my daughter with respect. And I understand that you guys are fighting right now, but you're not going to talk to my daughter like that. Not yeah. I would at least have said something. Right? If, like, if I were Chuck, I would have at least said something like, hey, first of all, don't cuss in front of these kids. Mm-hmm. Because every fucking word, he says it's a cuss word. Yeah. I think I lost interest in Libby and Andre because I can't even understand what they're saying in the sentence because every single thing is 
a cuss word. F-bombs incoming. Right. <laughs> right. Sure. I think as their grandfather, if I were Chuck, I would have said like, hey, can we Understood. watch the language at least, right? right? And then the next thing I would say is, hey, take this outside or take this somewhere else. You know, if you guys want to argue, don't do it in front of the kids. You know, if you know you're going to be cussing, don't do it in front of other people's kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> if not your own. But I guess we know Chuck is spineless and this whole thing might be staged. But even if it's staged though, there are kids. There's still yeah, kids around. Right. You don't stage that. There are kids around and you could control your language, but they chose to just go off. Right. So that's hella trashy. I agree. Oh, I do want to say, again, it's so stupid. So let me just read this to you and you tell me what you think. Becky doesn't want Andre to milk her dad. And the reason why she kind of blew up on that is because her dad didn't entertain her ideas. So apparently she had ideas as well since she joined the company five years ago. But her dad didn't entertain those ideas. So Becky immediately concludes that Andre is manipulating him. So I'm like, who thought of this fucking storyline? Like who? Seriously, guys. The logic doesn't make any sense there. That that is some stupid ass shit. Yeah. You got to do better than that. Yeah, I made a note of that too. That's funny that you mentioned that because I was like, first off, there's a lot it could be. It could be bad ideas. It could be sexism. As bad as, as fucked up as that is, it could be sexism. It could be that your opinion as a woman, he's not taking it seriously, you know, and, and he probably has an unconscious bias. There's a lot of things, but then to just go, you must be manipulating him. No. Yeah. That was just like, hold on, hold on. (laughs) You went from step, (laughs) <laughs> one all the way to like you skip like all those other steps and just went straight for the jugular it's like... and i always wonder why her husband doesn't come to her defense <laughs> like he's just a bystander just make making comments here and there like hey are you shouting at my wife yeah what's going on <laughs> yeah i know he did try to stop her on the boat he tried to like pacify the situation yeah. but I wish he had played a more active role, but I think he knows that if he does, then he would be just as trashy as the rest of them. He'll be just like Charlie, you know? Yeah. Or maybe (laughs) like it's in his contract that he's a side character. Yeah. And not even a side character. I think the sisters are side characters. He's like a side, side character. (laughs) (laughs) When he gets paid like three figures at the most. He probably jumped in there like, cut, man, we told you to get back. Go over there. Hey, you're not supposed and to say any lines. Put, yeah. Hey. <laughs> we didn't give you any lines, man. You gotta right. shut up. You're going off script, man. Get out of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, my boy. It's time to talk about Ronald and Tiffany. Whatever it costs to keep you guys here. <laughs> Yeah, apparently uh, $261 worth of groceries. That's why it cost. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. So I looked, right? He could have shopped smarter. Mm. He could have lowered that grocery bill. And Mm. none of what her being worried about whether he can afford stuff. He can afford groceries. Is just he went overboard. And after when they were packing the stuff, even she was making comments like, do we need all this meat? And he's like, I'm a man, man, eat meat and stuff. (laughs) 
And I'm like, look, you could have saved yourself the embarrassment if you were smarter about what you were doing. Like maybe get enough for a week's worth or maybe, you know, chill out on buying a full chicken and expecting her to be to cook a chicken for you or whatever. Right. Like he could have saved face and not exposed his financial circumstances Mm. by just shopping a little smarter and nobody would know how broke he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could have brought it to about, you know, $200 or 150 or something. Like if I knew how much money I had and then people were going overboard, I'd even try to play stuff off or I'd just be active and going, you know, do we really need that? Or yeah, well, maybe not the ribeye, but let's go with New York's things like this, right? Let's. (laughs) Yeah. He knew, he knew, he knew how much money he had because he's the one that said it. He's the one that said, I think it's going to be, you know, X, Y, Z over or whatever he knew. So then like going into the situation, knowing how much you have, why are you just throwing everything into the fucking cart, man? Yeah. Do you need separate cereal for you, your kids and? Yes. Perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he was trying to show off or if he was thinking, I got you, you know, and there's other ways to prove that you are financially secure. And part of that is just being financially responsible. Yep. You don't have to make a lot to be responsible with your finances. You just have to create a budget for yourself. And, you know, maybe for us, this is common sense, but for a guy like him, who's, I don't know, I don't want to start speaking on it, but dude, (laughs) you know, you're going over budget. You're already at the line knowing that you're over budget. If you knew why, why were you acting like you were a baller and okay, everyone gets their own cereal and we're going to buy a shit ton of meat, (laughs) things like that. Right. Yeah. So here's the popular opinion. A lot of us think that he waited for Tiffany to come over to South Africa before he start filling out his pantry and the fridge. So he waited for her before he went grocery shopping because he wanted her to foot the bill. <gasps> oh no. I mean that doesn't <laughs> make sense because like how is this guy cocky enough to like take all kinds of meat, all kinds of cereal, knowing oh. well that he probably couldn't afford it because he knows he should know better, right? I mean wow, he lives in South Africa. Right. But he did all of that on purpose because he knew that Tiffany was able to afford it. And now, I mean, that's manipulation, folks. <laughs> oh, totally. Not totally. this whole Andre shit, right? <laughs> this is some dick move wow, for sure. That's crazy. Why didn't that cross my mind? Oh my gosh. Of to course, go- you're going to start putting everything in the cart right. when you're, when, when your American your mind, wife is going to pay you're for like, it. You're like, she's yeah. balling. <laughs> totally. I also took offense to how he assumed that she's going to cook all these things. That oh, he- yeah. That's very gender bias in my point of yeah. view. Just like how he's like, oh yeah, I don't change poopy diaper. Especially if, if it's a girl, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Hence, you know, hands up. I don't know. Sexist like, much? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So how is yeah, he expecting he to keep his like, family together? If well, he I do because I have a wife. I was like, ooh. Yeah, no, ooh, dude. Whoa. I think the whole world went, <laughs> ooh. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's, yeah. I think that's genuinely him. I don't know if that's scripted, it's but I mean, across I think that it's way. him. I think that's yeah. really him. 
it's coming across that way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes, she does. I know what you're about to say. She does seem like the complaining type too, but I took offense when she was like, oh, what kind of meat is this? I've never seen Same. meat like this. And I'm like, girl, you Latina, you've been to a Latin supermarket. You know how they do it. You know how they do the butcher shop. Don't right. act like you don't, don't know what like any of this is. Don't act like you're grossed out. Like, yeah. this is A carniceria, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. Like, girl, stop. <laughs> Just stop. Stop yeah. being hoity-toity. Uh, that aside, I think she has every right to kind of complain. I know a lot of people say, oh, Tiffany's so whiny on this episode. She's She can't stop complaining. I mean, think about it. She's probably jet-lagged. She has all this baggage that she came with. I may not spend Christmas with my family. I have to repurchase the ticket. And yeah, I may pay half, but I'm hoping that this guy is going to step up and be the family man that he's supposed to be and. So far, he hasn't been helping. Like, I can't get any rest. He doesn't want to change Carly's poop diaper. Like, come on. I mean, I would feel grumpy about everything too. I would be complaining about every single thing. So I totally get where her head is at that time. So I don't think she's expecting too much. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. But definitely, Ronald is not helping. I'm like you. I didn't have a problem with her complaining. I understood where it was coming from. For me, I did have a problem with maybe how ignorant she was coming off in the supermarket. Like, you know, what's this and what's this and blah, blah, blah. And it's again, and and I have this complaint about all Americans who visit other countries and start freaking out on like cuisine and food and how other cultures do things. I'm just like, oh, here we go. Here's the, you know, the um, ignorant American trope. Yeah, I mean, which hits so close to like reality, though, just when you see them play that, whether it's a trope or not, and it gets played out on TV, we're just like, we're doing this again, where Americans are going to other countries and criticizing culture and and things like this. And just like, dude, and maybe she's not like that, but she had to play that role on this episode. And it's just like, here we go again. So that, that was really the only problem I had with it. I think for her to expect certain responsibilities from her husband, not in the way that he expected certain responsibilities from her as a wife, but I think she wants equal partnership where he didn't come across that way. He was, Mm -hmm. well, you're my wife, you're going to do this. Mm. And because you're a mom, you're going to do this. She just wants that assistance. And maybe she could have communicated that better. Maybe she could have said, look, and and she did when she came out when she was frustrated, um, but she could have you know, said it in that way where I do all this stuff by myself already. You know, I came here because I was going to have a partner and I wanted to see how we were going to work together, Mm. you know, to kind of ease the burden off of what I'm already experiencing. Because if that's the case, I can just go back home. If maybe she phrased it like that and he could have seen it from that lens, but instead he just sees her as nagging him. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm not going on his side or whatever. I think he should have picked up on that. And we're not psychic. I always say that all the time, right? Men, women, we're not psychic. Tell us what your needs are and we can work together on on these things. But I think he could have picked up on that because she did say, I need your help with this. She did say, when I ask for help, don't just brush me off. Don't just say, oh, I'm doing something. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. (laughs) You need to come help me. (laughs) Yeah. And again, he wants them to stay. I don't think he has any plans 
whatsoever of, of going back to America. He's made that pretty clear. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's even more now that he keeps saying it. He keeps insisting, you're going to be here for the holidays, whatever it costs to keep you here. And oh, so you're saying, I can't, you know, spend Christmas with my own kids. He's pretty adamant <laughs> about them sticking around. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah, I would say that for someone who wants his family to stick together, he's not doing enough. No. Like, he doesn't want to change diapers. He's not doing research. Like, we're not seeing him put forth any genuine effort except for, you know, him converting the room for Daniel. But again, we talked about this last week. He's establishing permanence, Mm -hmm. right? There's an agenda behind that. He's doing that as a strategy, Right. right, he's not genuinely out of. Maybe it is out of love. Maybe he genuinely adores Daniel, and he thinks Daniel deserves a room, and he's going all out to make him feel comfortable, and that's great. But I think you should work on your marriage and being mm-hmm. being a good husband and a good father. And I think it's falling short on that. And he when, should... he when he gave the baby a plastic bag oh my to god play with. <laughs> yeah i was and then say... he told her to leave like right. she can't leave she right. can't leave now now that you just gave her baby a plastic bag to play with <laughs> right yeah that's a red flag to me i was like <laughs> fuck no <laughs> what <laughs> we've been telling people not yeah. to give babies plastic not to even put it near them yeah, there's like warning labels for That's that. That's like the opposite of what you're supposed right. to be doing right now. She said, "I was like, oh my gosh," and then he was like, "Go, go, go get out of here!" I know like, you oh. can't. Not after you just did this. I know, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> that is really a WTF moment. Right yeah, there. W- okay. That's yeah. definitely a WTF moment. We can skip that segment because that's it right there, y'all. <laughs> yeah. That's what that was. That was totally it. That was actually my WTF moment. Yeah, like ah, uh, you don't give toddlers plastic man i mean i'm not a parent and yet i i mean that's just common sense dude you shouldn't that's why i say like they're wanting labels for that so yeah so anyway lon if you want to wrap up with your wtf moment yeah yeah what i have to say it was the plastic bag moment (laughs) here in america maybe it's drilled in us i know at least it was drilled in me from a very very young age i think when plastic bags were introduced children were literally dying because of suffocating themselves from it. Growing up, for me, it was very common to see these things, warning labels on it, people always saying, hey, watch the baby, get that away from the kids. And whenever you see kids with playing with plastic bags, hey, don't fucking play with that. Yep. Like from a very young age, right? Yep. And it's been reiterated time and time again. So for him, it wasn't even a second thought. In fact, he encouraged it. He made it look like a plaything. He like started stretching it out and letting it make noises. Eh? Like this is fun, right? Here, take it. And then to tell her to leave like as if he had it under control, you had nothing under control at that point, but he like he was being lazy. He was being lazy. Yeah. He was just like delegating. So yeah, total WTF right there. Yeah. And that was also my WTF as well. But I just also want to add the fact that I learned that French bologna is a polony. Polony. I didn't know that. So Maybe once again. Maybe just a different way again of, of, of pronouncing and spelling. 
yeah, I guess I've never come across Maybe. Poloni, so I guess hashtag thanks TLC. Thanks. Hey, we're learning. Things. <laughs> we're learning we're something, learning channel, TLC. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh TLC. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also donate to our Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Long. Where can we find you? <laughs> I'm on Instagram at lon, L-A-N, underscore, like, underscore, lon, L-A-W-N, and also at italics, I-I-T-A-L-I-X. I live stream on Facebook every weekend uh, at italics plays. You can find the link in the bio on my Instagram. Last week, actually, we uh, raised over $4,500 for the Trevor Project. Yeah, very proud about that. Um, The Trevor Project provides services for crisis intervention and suicide prevention for queer and trans youth. And yeah, so I was really proud. It was a collaboration between me and two other uh, streamers in our communities. So um, yeah, it was really cool. To, uh, to raise money for that i was about to mention that and i just want to say i'm so proud of what you've done <laughs> with the trevor project so pat yourself on the back it's amazing it's an amazing initiative and yeah thank you i thank mean you. it's amazing all right lon anything else you want to talk about that's it oh hey. i hear that Did you hear the one <laughs> that's our dog all right oh all right okay i'll leave you guys Beg- begging to be be let out <laughs> Okay, wow. right, one minute. Right, y'all. Uh, Tessa says we gotta go, so we gotta go. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.